Tonight we'll be in 1 John chapter 5 in verse number 1. 1 John chapter 5 in verse number 1. Here John writes, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and every one that loveth him that begotteth love him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. We want to pick up again here in First uh, John chapter number 5 as we start here in verse number 1 and continue the study of 1 John, uh, we notice that the theme of love continues uh, at the very start of chapter uh, 5. We notice in chapter 3 of 1 John, verse 1, John writes, Behold, uh, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. We looked in chapter number 4, uh, how that John keeps the love of God, the theme also uh, in chapter number 4. In verse number 9 of chapter 4, John writes, And this was manifested, or known, the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. That is love. In John 4, First uh, John four nineteen, John writes, we love him because he first loved us. So let's look here in verse number one of First John chapter five, and let's notice here. Uh, here John opens it up with the phrase, "Whosoever believeth, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God." Notice these words, "Whosoever believeth." Uh, to believe in Jesus Christ is first to acknowledge uh, who Jesus is uh, and to accept uh, the great and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that God hath bestowed uh, upon us. Uh, and tonight I'm thankful that God has brought to our uh, knowledge who Jesus is uh, that he uh, is no ordinary man, but here John writes that he is the uh, Christ. And tonight we acknowledge that uh, because of the grace of God that has been bestowed uh, upon us. And by grace, we accept uh, that Jesus is the Christ. He is no ordinary man, but here uh, believe it that Jesus is the Christ. That word there, Christ, uh, in verse number one, uh, means the Messiah, the anointed, 
I'm thankful that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the promised one. He is the anointed uh, one. If we go and flip back over to John's gospel uh, in chapter uh, number four, uh, we notice that Jesus had that personal encounter uh, with that woman at the well. And Jesus tells her uh, here in First John, or John's gospel rather, chapter number four, uh, in, in, in verse number 19, here the woman says, the woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that we ought to worship, or in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. Jesus said, we worship, uh, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship, uh, shall worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. John's Gospel, chapter 4, 24, Jesus said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In verse 25, the woman saith unto him, I know that the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speaketh unto thee am he. We notice here that Jesus tells this woman at the well. In this personal encounter, he acknowledged, he, he allowed her to acknowledge that he is uh, the Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he is the anointed uh, one. He is the promised one. Jesus is the anointed uh, redeemer, the promised redeemer. Uh, and Jesus is the only uh, one that can redeem man's soul uh, from the penalty and the curse of sin. Here in chapter 5 of First John, verse 1, John writes, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, is the Messiah, is the anointed one, the promised one, is born of God. Here, uh, this phrase is born of God, uh, confirms and give assurance of uh, salvation to believe and to proclaim truth that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he is the promised redeemer. Notice here, uh, also we find in verse number one, uh, it, it, it gives uh, assurance of salvation when we believe that Jesus is the Messiah, he is the promised one, he is the one that was born of a virgin, uh, laid uh, in a manger, lived a sinless life, a perfect life, uh, took my sin and your sins upon himself and died on the cross uh, on our behalf uh, that we might have life in him. He died, buried, 
uh, and the third day was resurrected. Uh, and that has been made known to us. God has allowed us to acknowledge that and to accept that truth uh, uh, that Jesus proclaims. And here, John said, is born of God. And then everyone that loveth him, that begot, loveth him also that is begotten of him. In other words, also uh, assurance of, of salvation is given to them uh, that love the brother or the sister uh, in uh, Christ. Go with me to First John chapter 3. Uh, in verse number 14, John gives this uh, real plain. We know that. That is the words of assurance. We know. John said, we are certain of this. We are, we, this here, from this we have assurance. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. John writes, he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. First John chapter 4 and verse number 7, John writes again, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. So we see here in Verse 1, John opens it up for some assurance, uh, assurance in our uh, salvation and assurance uh, in, uh, in the truth of God tonight. Verse number 2, John here again in verse 2 opens with assurance. By this we know. John here is given assurance to the uh, to the child of God, to them that are saved uh, by God's grace. These are key words of assurance. Many times as we looked already this far uh, from chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4, many times we read across the words we know. We know. John said, by this we know that we love the children of God when... We love God when we love God. Notice here in chapter 4 again, we looked at uh, last week, we love him because he first loved us. And here, John says, we know that we love the children of God when we love God. If we don't have God's love, if we don't have a love for God, uh, we're not going to have a love for the children of God. If we don't have a love for God in our heart, we're not going to have a love for a brother or a sister in Christ. And we are to love God uh, more than anything uh, in this present world, in, 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 this, in this entire life. We are to love God more uh, than any other thing he is to hold top priority uh, in our life. Deuteronomy chapter number six uh, in verse number five, the Bible reads, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thine heart 
and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. In other words, with all that is within us, we are to love the Lord. Notice here, uh, in, in here, to love God. When we love God, verse number two. But then notice what falls uh, after verse number two when we read, we love God and keep his commandments. These two tie hand in hand. One uh, one will never keep the keep the commandments of God uh, if they don't love God, and if one don't love God, they will not keep the commandments of God. First of all, we must love God, have God uh, be uh, the top priority in our life. Moses wrote again. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. In verse number 2 of Deuteronomy chapter 6, here we read again, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments. Here Moses writes, which I command thee. Thou and thy son and thy son's sons all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. We notice if we read uh, in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter number uh, one, in verse number eight, here we read this book, of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written uh, therein. We notice here that we are to uh, meditate on the commandments of God. We are to observe uh, the word of God, that we may do all that is written therein. Notice here, by this we know, we're given assurance that we love the children of God when we love God. We've got to love God, and when we love God, we'll keep His commandments. We keep His commandments. When we keep God's commandments, not only does it prove our love for God, uh, but it allows us to do things uh, that are pleasing in the sight of God. Here, notice in verse number two, first John chapter five, when we love God and keep his commandments, then when, when we apply them to uh, things to our life, we love God, we keep his commandments. When we do them two things, we are able and it allows us to do things that are pleasing in the sight of God. Look with me in 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do things that are pleasing in his sight. When we keep his commandments and do things that are pleasing in his sight. 
And that ought to be our goal tonight. That ought to be something that uh, we strive for uh, every day of our life is to do things that are pleasing in the sight of God. To do things that are pleasing in the sight of God. The only way we can do that as children of God is to love Him and to keep, to guard, to observe uh, His uh, commandments. Uh, notice verse number 3 tonight of 1 John chapter 5. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. His commandments. His word uh, is to be top priority uh, in our life. When God's, when when we love God, when we have a deep love for God, God will be top priority. His word uh, will be top priority in obedience to God. When one is obedience to God, it says that that one loves God. And I want to be obedient to him. Uh, and I pray you want to be obedient uh, to him in every area of your life. I want to love God. I want to keep his commandments where I can do things in verse 22 of 1 John chapter 3 that are pleasing in his sight. Not pleasing in the sight of men, uh, but pleasing in the sight of God. Pleasing in the sight of God. I want to ask you this in closing uh, this evening. Uh, tomorrow or the rest of this evening, do we want to do things uh, that are pleasing in the sight of God? Uh, do things that are pleasing in His sight? Well, if so, uh, we must apply these two things in our life in verse number 2 of First John chapter 5. By this we know that we love God or love the children of God when we keep His commandments and when we love God. We love God and keep His commandments makes us a candidate to do things that are pleasing in the sight of God. I want to be pleasing in His sight. I pray you want to be pleasing in His sight. I want our church to be pleasing uh, in the sight of God. I want us to love God and to keep, to guard, to observe His Word. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, Lord, to open your Word. Uh, Lord, to, to, to read these truths tonight. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would apply them to our life. Lord, that we'd love you. Lord, that we'd keep your commandments, Lord, where we would be able to do things, to accomplish things that are pleasing, uh, Lord, in your sight. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.